Hello, legends, and welcome to the show. Catching up with Cub, as always, is brought to you by Cub, the Club of United Business, Australia's number one members club, connecting our country's top entrepreneurs and business leaders. Having the right network is the oldest and the most proven tactic of all time of securing success, but there's never been a way for any of us to connect. Now there is, and it's Cub. Uh, Today, we're going to be catching up with Cub member Matt Purcell, founder and director of Mentored Media. Matt is an absolute legend. Matt is the best storyteller and content creator I have ever met, and believe me, I have met many. Matt is the winner of the LMBEA Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award. He's a speaker, he's an author, uh, and he's a mental health advocate. We had a brilliant brilliant conversation so trust me you are going to enjoy the show and we're live welcome to the show matt <laughs> hey dan the man how you going man i'm going good bro yeah weird times but yeah i know this is what i said to you just before you when you as soon as you walked in you look like you're in real deep thought. You got a it's that time of day is while I've, I've, you have, where, what time is it now? It's like nearly five o'clock. Yeah. So the whole day of meetings and. Yeah, all it's firing at the end. You yeah. know, I, I actually typically worked, well, my brain was on in the mornings better. But since, I don't know why, but since I've been working from home, hmm. it turns on better around this time. My brain kind of flicks the light switch. So I've, I've had a bit of a change. Is that happening to you or no? Um, yeah, I, I guess it's, for me, it's, I kind of have a second wind after now. So I, I kind of have, a, I've got two kids. So mm-hmm. right now it's, I'm in routine of getting baths and all that stuff, which is yeah. funny because I'm, I look 12 years old, <laughs> <I've got> two <laughs> yeah. girls, yeah. but then I kick in the gear as a creative, I've been, as a creative, I've been up, like I can go to two in the morning, wake up at five and be killing it. Do you love doing what you do? Do you love creating that? those stories, that, that content. It's the best. It's, this is the best job in the world to me yeah. to create content stories because I come from a musician background. So the reason why I get stories, I think I thought about this the other day was when you're writing songs, you can't just write any random word and you can't just choose any chords. You've got to have a framework and you've got to have something to say mm. Or it's just shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I woke up today and and tomorrow I'm going to do It's like, what's the point of listening to the song? Yeah, and, and there's 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 almost a structure or a system to creating that, no? Do you, do you feel like you've mastered that system or is it, it's not a system, it's more a, it's more of a way of life? Yeah, it's, it's a language in a way. Like you've got to learn how to f- use words to phrase things in an effective way and you got to know what you want as well. And I guess you just start off by being inspired, like being a creative, like in, in the arts. I think we're all creative in some degree. Being a business owner is the biggest, you're creative. Like mm. you got to be creative in business. Yeah. I, I actually think there's two types of business people. Mm. There's the creatives, which I actually, I agree with you. I, that's, that's the bucket I put myself in. But then there's the kind of, I'd call it financial. It's more analytical. Mm. It's more the, fully logical, the, the, the structured, the analysis, the, and I reckon there's two types of, uh, I put pretty much, yeah, I can't, I couldn't think of a business person that I wouldn't be able to put into one of those two buckets. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And for me, I started doing creative arts as, as a hobby. And I fell into that when my dad, 
you know, you get things put in front of you mm. and you get exposed to things and you either like it or you don't and you're in a certain point of your life where you're needing that, you know, and music was was that when I was 12. So my dad bought me a guitar when I was 12 for Christmas. I'm like, I can't, everyone everyone starts as, as, as average. But then I really, I was listening to music a lot and I connected emotionally to that. And that's where I started wanting to copy and cover the favorite songs that made me feel a certain way. And then by copying, you learn the chords and by yeah. copying, you learn how to write, how the, the best lyricists have written a song. Yeah. And that's how you learn your language is yeah. first step is copying. It's incredible. It's, it works for everything. It's the same with business. If you find out someone else is is got a particular meeting structure that works well, you can copy that. You can implement that. If you find like you can listen to other business people, it doesn't matter regardless of the industry, and there's going to be golden eggs in what they do that you could implement into yours. And you, obviously uh, we met through Mark yeah. Morris who introduced us. You're now uh, – you're a partner with uh, – Mark, in, or, or you do all of Mark's uh, in, incredible content that, that he produces mm. and you produced Cub, the best piece <laughs> of content. Honestly, not that Cub's ever produced. I would go as far as to say that's ever been produced in Australia. It is that. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. And we've been we, – with the feedback we've gotten from, from – if your ability to tell a story is unlike anyone's I've ever met. Wow. Ever, Thanks, ever. Man. And I do want to talk about how you, you know, the process you have to creating a story and how you view that. But you've also, I know um, very well that you have a very interesting personal story as well mm. about where you come from and, and how you grew up and, and you've ended up in this incredible position. Yeah. And I love to dive into that. Why don't you take us back to, to when you were little Matt? Well, when I, if, if I could show you a photo of my mum and dad, yeah. like my dad looks like, Bill Clinton, you know, yeah. white hair, white skin. My mum is white as well. So yeah. they look like they kidnapped me because yeah. they look nothing like me at all yeah. <laughs> just because I'm adopted. So my sister and I adopted, are adopted. I'm from Korea and she's from Taiwan. So straight away I'm completely a mystery. I don't know mm. my hereditary background, DNA and all that stuff. It's, I'm completely mystery box. It's crazy. How, how do you think that affects your your when you're a child? Do you think that had much that affected your feeling of belonging um, much? Was there a, a confusion or was it you felt you, like you belonged in your family from, from the start? I didn't feel like I didn't belong until probably when my parents split up when I was six. Mm -hmm. So that was the only doubt that I started getting about my identity was when it was a pretty ugly divorce. Mm -hmm. I speak about this in schools and seminars. It's fine, you know, and um, – so I started thinking about my, what could have been, where did I come from and from, spark from when I was six. And my mum and dad were always open about where I came from. But when I was about 20, I went over to Korea and visited the orphanage I was from. Oh, wow. And it's pretty cool. It's, uh, it's I'm not far from Gangnam, like with, with Gangnam style. Yeah, yeah. Pretty mad. Yeah. <laughs> Bad song, well, cool song. Can but, you dance? Well, I can do that dance. Yeah, yeah we, can, we can dance, man. We can get a winners <laughs> but I was told that I was actually born in a country area like three hours from the city and my birth mum met my birth dad by chance and she was an uneducated middle school woman and her mother died so she was like the mother hen to her dad and brothers mm -hmm. and she and my my birth dad and her met one night and he went on his way and 
she didn't know she was pregnant, but she wasn't educated to know that she was pregnant because mm-hmm. they described her as five foot and plump, like round. Yeah. Because that hit the pregnancy symptoms for some reason. Yeah. And she, I don't know what the hell she's thinking, man. Like you get kicks when you have Yeah, but kids. you'd be surprised how often that yeah. happens. And in, in countries that aren't Australia um, that don't have the education as blanket as we do, mm. You know, and they have tr- older traditional customs. That, that it, it, it happens. Yeah, it does happen. It's it's a strange. I'm very fortunate because. So you're a massive surprise. <laughs> I'm a massive. I'm the biggest kinder surprise ever, and I'm glad that she didn't smoke and she didn't do drugs. Mm. Like I'm so lucky like that because she had no idea she had a yeah. little one. So she gave birth to me on the barn floor in South Korea. So the next door neighbors heard. This is nowhere to lie. I was yeah. like. This has got to be a movie, but the next door neighbors in the farm heard the cries and then delivered me. And no anesthetic, no drugs. So I say I'm like in Asian no hospital. No I'm, bed. Like, I'm like the Asian Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So I was born in <laughs> South Korea on the barn floor. Born and to walk on water. That's right. And so she kept me secret for apparently six weeks, and then took me on a train to the the orphanage and handed me over there. And and, and then your your adopted parents mm. and got you from the orphanage. They did. Yeah, they couldn't have children naturally. So chance had it, fate had it that they waited two years, four years, and it's quite an expensive process too. And so I felt very lucky. So you you really got to choose your story. Like I could choose – I did choose for about three years in school that, you know, no one wanted me. You know, like my, I'm a mistake and mm. like that's I'm a product of a one-night stand and, and told myself that's – but that's me telling and choosing that story, yeah, giving myself meaning like that. But then on the flip side, my mum and dad chose me. Yeah. So I'd choose that. And so did the world. And the world chose me. Yeah. So I'm really – so whenever I feel shit about my life, I only have to really go, no, I was chosen yeah. for me personally and it helps me because yeah. that gives me meaning, gives me hope. Literally just before this, I was doing a, an interview for, I think it's called Flickr TV, mm. and they asked me what's, why, why can some people do the seemingly impossible? And I said, uh, it was obviously we're talking about business, but I said that it's just whatever you believe you can, whatever you believe, however high your self-confidence is, that is what you can do. Right, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. It's the story you tell yourself: "I can do this. I can't do this." Well, if you believe you can't do it, you're not going to do it. Exactly. And how? How? So, so then, how did you end up from the barn floor <laughs> to, to to being to being a rock star in Australian content? Ah, uh, it's it's huge. I I honestly I think is a little bit of I think a little bit of genetics and DNA come into play because my dad when he sings. Things die, <laughs> right? Yeah. When my, my 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 birth, like nature nurture, like the way that my parents are, they're not creative like mm-hmm. I am at all. But my dad had an appreciation for music and introduced me to all all the best from the 60s, 70s, 80s. I had a really great upbringing with music. And so I was conditioned to be able to like music and creative arts and, and movies and, and drama through my upbringing. But the DNA in me, which I have not, I, I can only know this from the difference from my parents and what I'm like, my nature is. And you, yeah. I pick things up super quick with creative arts. Like that's the thing. When someone says you're naturally talented, you're still born 
from zero, like zero ability, but your ability to comprehend the patterns and your ability to learn something in that field, I think that's the talent. And so I understood as soon as I started trying to tinker with anything, if it was a movie, try and do this, I'd be able to get 80% of that in a short space yeah. of time. Or here's a, here's a scale, learn that. I'm like, okay, I'll learn that. I'll, I'll, and, I'd, and I'd hack it. I'd, I'd think how can I naturally cheat in a way to go, can I slow motion his fingers? Can I, um, what if I like, oh, how did I make that cinematic scene? Like I'm going to just screenshot that photo of my favorite scene in Scarface and I'm going to position my actor here and here just like that and see if it does the same thing. Wow. So you look at it. So the, 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 again, the, the theme of copying something that's brilliant, you know, looking at something you admire and love, something that works amazingly mm. and replicating with your own, with your own twist is, 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 I'd probably assume that's, that would be a quite common thing with the arts, no? It's a, it's a common thing with language. We, we learn through copying everything, like yeah. through observ- as part of one of our learning mechanisms as humans is observational learning. Yeah. So that's one way, but it's another step to go just plagiarize something and just copy like, like a parrot what you said. Mm. Because even if I try and copy what you say, I still sound different with my timber and mm. with where I'm coming from in context. Yeah. So you can't just copy something. You got to trans. You got to combine it with something else. Yeah. If you think about it, like when you're learning to walk, no yeah. one's saying, "Hey, what you do is you put your legs under yourself, you stand up, then you got to." No one's telling you what to do. Your body. You're just the kids. Are just looking at you do it, and they they they're trying to to imitate. It's it's an imitation rather than a, a step by step. Um. Um, manual, lesson. yeah, yeah, yeah. Manual, yeah. And, and they say like imitation is the greatest form of flattery. So if I want to copy Daniel and mm. Cub, mm. it's Got open Cub two point yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's like oh, one could take it as oh, he wants what I have, like and take he wants to leverage off me in a bad mm. way, or it's like I admire you that much. I want to be like you. Mm. It's beautiful. Mm. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's like being a celebrity. I think every leader needs to kind of have that healthy dose of awareness with that. It's like. If you're going to do great things in the world, expect to have an element of ugly copycats, but also an element of people who want to wear what you wear. And I'll tell you, you one of my greatest lessons that I got taught was, um, they, sorry, it is, they can copy what I'm doing. They can't copy what I'm thinking. So don't worry about it. If you're leading the pack, if you're leading the industry and everyone's just following your steps, we happens to us all the time at Cub, right? People even words we use and phrases we use get copied. But, and the team send them to me. They're like, oh, look what they're doing. Look what people are doing. So who gives it? Who cares? <laughs> Said, they don't know what we're going to do next. If we keep going like this, they're just going to be following us forever. Mm-hmm. May as well let them follow us. It gives us something to run from. You know, because, mm-hmm. and that's, I think, a really beautiful lesson. Don't worry about, they can copy what you're doing. They just can't copy what you're thinking, mm-hmm. what you're going to do. Yeah. That's right. It's that cause and effect, like for sure. Like you are the cause, and people can try and copy the effects, but you're always. Like it, I think there was an old movie. I remember you just sparked my memory. This old movie where this guy, this genius kid, came up with this. He wrote all these like brilliant formulas in a book, and the enemy stole the book, and they're like, "Oh crap, we have got to get the book back because it's got everything." And then he realized in the movie, I came up with the book. Yeah. 
And then he started making new things up and the enemy's like, that's not in the pages here. <laughs> and that's it. That's exactly it. That, that's where I'm up to now. You know, you're, you, the, the people that have that book, they can be as good as that person was at that point in time. But they're not going to continue growing with that person because they can't keep learning. Mm. And do you think that if your story, if your self story went in a different direction as a youth, do you think that you could have gone in a very different direction than you went in? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I think if you ask most people, there have been moments in their life where they could have made a choice, that fork in the road yeah. decision. Yeah. Date that person, stay with them, take that business, buy that, don't do that, or just choose to be to go against everyone that you love. Yeah. And I definitely was there. I definitely have been at that position before. And I think what made me stick on the path I'm at is like you you said it in the video. It's like sur- I was surrounded by people who fought for me. Mm. Like that's a true mark of someone who loves you, is they'll tell you what you need to hear. And they'll pursue you mm. with relentless love. And they also don't care if um, if it offends you. Their, their, their mm. purpose is your greater good. Right. So yeah. if 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 they say something that they know you're going to get upset about, but they know that you know it's for your greater good, then they're going to say it. Whereas others, it's not. It's just not the case. They may not. They may not do that. Mm. And and there's something like. The, the greatest human need is is community. We spoke about it on the phone the other day. Mm. Is people around you? Is that love? Is to have people that care enough about you? And as someone uh, yourself, as someone who, who's adopted, right? That I think would shine more than ever. It's like you, you basically had this have these beautiful people take you, uh, and and you, you're them. Mm. You know, you're their child, and I think that is such a symbol of human uh, ability of humanity you know it's it's it, it can transcend love and and community and that need for connection can transcend anything mm. you know it can it can it breaks all barriers it does it it goes across all languages all cultures all times and i think you've got to look for pockets of people people's that's where values come into play where people's values are and beliefs are like people uh, you don't see – I've never seen on a magazine or anything recently something about the, the top ten best beliefs that you need to adopt in your life that will yeah. affect your decisions. Yeah. Because fundamentally if you want to make better choices for yourself and for your business or for your family, what does it come down to? It comes down to your beliefs again, your story. Again. Your story, yeah. It really does. Like, um, So if I believe I'm a five out of ten in looks – but I like a girl who's a nine out of ten. Well, I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Because I think I'm a five. Yeah. Again, whatever you believe you can do is is what you limit yourself to. That's right. Yeah. And so, same thing as my belief about people. If I believe a certain people are worse than others, or I believe that businessmen are dirty, mm-hmm. then I'm going to have a natural inclination or to to make a decision to say, no matter what you say, you're a dirty business guy because yeah. you have a belief. Yeah. So if you're telling me the truth, there's something. Yeah, I think all powerful men are bad. So you're one of them. You must be bad. There's something wrong with you. So that's a, so peeling about the layers, it's got to be about a belief. That, so you, you want to change people's lives. And I had to find this out quickly because yeah. it's like if I want, if I want to be successful and, and get ahead, I've got to get over what people think of me. 
Mm. I've got to get around what I've got to understand where I need to go and position myself. And I want to be around people who believe the same type of things who will challenge me. And that's why the actions are good. If, show me a person with good actions. Oh, you probably find someone that has a good belief. Yeah, I agree. And it, how often do you ever sit down and say, all right, what are my core values? What are my core beliefs? You know, mm. what, even what are the six, what are the six core beliefs that I'm, I'm basing my perception of this world and my life on? How do I perceive myself? How do I perceive myself in position of others? How do I perceive, you know, you never, I never sat down and thought of that. I know it's, and that's where these conversations are good and good friendships are good. And if you want to be, if I want to be super honest, I'll ask my wife or I'll ask my best friend or I'll ask my family who know me very well. And I said, this is what I think. I might even say this, instead of going, what are my beliefs? Look at my actions. Maybe they reveal my belief. Mm. So do I respect women? Yeah, you respect women. Oh, cool. So that reveals my belief. Mm -hmm. How about how do I spend my money? Oh, when you were a young kid, when you were 21, you blew it on everything. Mm. So my belief about money was, it's unending. It's, it's no respect. Yeah. So maybe we have a problem, don't we, with words like. I'll tell you what the problem is because mm. I thought about this a lot because <laughs> I say a lot of dumb shit and it's not that it's like it's, what you say is not what you believe. How you act is what you believe. So there is a difference mm. if you say something stupid about uh, a particular person or demographic or, you know, so people just, they, they're having a laugh sometimes or people say things and they're, and they're angry, whatever. But that doesn't mean that you're a particularly bad person because your actions and your actual beliefs, which is what's causing you to act, are not that. They're mm. one of a beautiful, kind human being. So I think the world's just gotten too sensitive and take words too literally. Like someone, yeah. they go back in time. They're like, go back 10 years to see what someone said once in a Twitter post. Uh. And I was like, Dude, like, first of all, they, they, words aren't actions and people also change and times change, mm -hmm. you know. We, we, and context is important. Very. Context is very important. It's the most important thing. You were saying, you pointed out my gladiator helmet over there. Yeah. And back in the day, that was cool to throw me and you in the ring and say fight to the death when you die. That yeah. was fine. That was cool. Mm -hmm. That was accepted, right? My point, times change. Things mm -hmm. have to change and people obviously adapt to new awakenings and to, to greater awareness and, and to higher education. Mm. So people get smarter and they, and they act better. So I, I think there's a big disconnect in the world as far as people's actual beliefs. As far, does that mean there's shit people in this world, uh, not shit people in this world? Of course there's shit people in this world. Mm. But I think as a whole, human beings, oh, that's a very sensitive, as a whole is a, is a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but I, how about we end this topic with someone's, Words are not their personal beliefs. Don't don't identify who they are. Their actions mm. are probably the best representation of their actual beliefs. In business, we learn this. It's like um, if you want to get a loan, the lenders look at your past performance, your history, mm. and there could be some epic fails of events. But generally, they look over like a history of of behavior, and they base a score. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> but not just in one moment or one transaction. So it's important that we try. This is where relationships really important today is you get the whole, you, you, if you know someone for a long period of time, I, it's, it's easy to know that Daniel's not what he said, if it was silly about some person or whatever, 
I'm like, ah, oh, I know Daniel. Mm. I only know Daniel because I know of of what he's done and who he is for over time. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the number one way to identify if someone is a scumbag or if someone is a good person. If someone does not have long-term friends, right? Wow, this is cool. I promise you this. I learned this with girlfriends, with friend friends. If someone does not have long-term friends, right, they are not a good person. Trust me. Because they're not capable of maintaining any sort of relationship, which probably means there's some sort of, uh, what do you call psychopaths when they're um, um, sociopath? Mm. They don't feel, and they're normally really smart people, really attractive people. They, they present well. But if you dig deep into them and you, you look at their past and you, you see their friends, if they don't have long-term friends, there's a reason people realize, wait, my life's better off without this person. I'm going to I'm that's, gonna that's disappear. Really, that's very intuitive. I promise you. It's going to be one of the most eye-opening things for a lot of people, that lesson. It just, it, it's genius. Now, if you are someone who doesn't have long-term friends, <laughs> don't fucking lie until <laughs> go and try to make up with them because it's cheating. <laughs> thing about stories, but is stories, the thing about stories is that whenever you think about a memory of yourself even, so like if you go – Tell me about when you were six years old, you know, a memory, uh, maybe an earliest memory of when you were a child. There's straight away your brain is designed to tell a story. So there's characters, there's mm-hmm. a place, there's an event. And I've got a background in mental health, so I know a bit about this from the research. What's your background? So I got um, so I went to TAFE and did mental health yeah. and, and I've been working with some of the biggest psychologists in Australia and mm. this stuff. And so our brains, but are – Designed not to remember everything, to remember we remember pain because mm-hmm. we want to avoid pain again. We remember pleasure because we want to want it again. We want it again, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but our, the way we remember our memories is there's it's like a movie. There's a problem. There were characters. There was an event. People were wearing certain colors. There were smells mm. or elements. There mm. were senses. And, and you're the hero in the movie. Yeah, you're the star of the yeah, show. Yeah. It's like um, my eyelid got cut open as a kid under a seesaw and I had to get my eyes stitched and it's like, oh, that's so dramatic. But that's why we're – it's a miracle actually that we are so drawn to the cinemas. We're so drawn to content like Netflix spent $8 billion on original content. Crazy. And they're going to up it even more. Amazon is a huge competition with businesses with original content now. It's crazy because they're getting huge. I read Amazon had something like 200 million subscribers paying, and what are they, probably paying $15 a month. I don't even know what that is, but that's a lot of cash. It's a lot of cash. Yeah, shit. To, to, for what? For people to watch stories essentially. Yeah, it's stories. That's what, they, it's what they're, they're buying. And you know what else this has ever happened to you? When you're in a situation, you, you're in a relationship, for example, you break up with a relationship – at the time, it's such a huge deal. You're, you feel there's this pain, whatever the situation is, but there's pain and you just think, oh, no, I need this, I need this. And, this. and then two weeks later, you're like, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's like this, yeah. your story, your head changed the story. It's like, ah, that wasn't important. Move on. You know, yeah. it's, it, it, this new story, next page, next chapter. And, and your, your brain changes the story, changes the page, and you just feel better straight away. Mm. Yeah, things come up in life. That distract or distract you away from that. There's another thing that's pulling you. Mm. So at the moment, 
there's so many things at play trying to get your attention. So attention is a currency in itself. Attention is profitable. Mm-hmm. Instagram is a TV channel. Yeah, Facebook. Facebook. They're the, they're the they're the channel nines. They're the that's where people and by demand people will follow you and, and consume your stuff. So more than ever, we need to understand. That's why I'm so obsessed with it, and I, and I love it. I think it's even part of our our natural instinct. We have an instinct to eat, to drink, to want to have sex, but I also I would dare say be drawn to a story. Mm. because the data backs it up. We we go to a cinema and sit to two hours and watch a freaking made-up yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, and you believe, and you cry. I, I cry every yeah. time I watch Titanic, Notebook, yeah, all the all the big stories. You you can cry from them. Mm. It's 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 incredible. Okay, so if you're a business person mm. and you want to create, you know, they always say brand stories or creating stories in your content. Mm. How do you do that? Yeah, share, so share your wisdom. I definitely think that. You need to know what you're working with as characters. So, like, not everybody, I, not everybody on a set is should be an actor. Let's just be frank. Yeah. Because like, some people aren't trained. They, they don't have the personality. They don't have. They're not going to convey the message. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure. Okay, certain people. Maybe the owner is not the best person. But yeah. They should. I encourage every owner to try and upskill themselves in that because it's good to because you know the business better than anyone. But you need to know your message. Like Mark talks about this all the time, your business purpose. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing because when you're writing a song, making a movie, you want to do a, a campaign or your business, what's the purpose of your business? Like what problem are you trying to solve? What um, And what are the struggles that people are dealing with that relate to you? Re- being relevant is key. Being relevant is really key. So what relevant means to me is – what are what are people what questions are people asking about your business about your industry? If you're an accounting firm right now, you should be booming. Mm-hmm. And so you've got the characters. You choose your characters. Mm. You understand your purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you identify what people are asking. So you identify what's hot in the market at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then how do you actually create the story? What's so you, the so there's it's great because there's different formats to this. There's long form, which is I would dare say long form isn't very long anymore. It's maybe <laughs> two minutes. Yeah. Our attention span is like just a little bit longer than a goldfish. Apparently Microsoft did a data stat on it. Like is eight, that right? eight seconds. And Instagram t- last year I read, this is how long you've got before. This is how long you've got to keep someone's attention. Two seconds on Instagram. So you got one. So I go one, look at it, two, swipe away. Jeez. That's all you've got. So movement, color. Music, they're all tools to be able to pop Senses. from the yeah. yeah, pop from the screen because that's why I'm saying don't if you're gonna put photos up, if you're gonna put a video up, make sure that it's it's got all you can that screams out at people that's relevant obviously to the purpose of the video, but make sure it's produced well because people's aren't gonna hang around to the end necessarily. Yeah. I can tell you, you know, the the so the video you made for for Cub. What was that, seven minutes or eight minutes? Mm-hmm. I had a lot of people saying, Daniel, I actually can't believe I watched that for the whole seven minutes. They said it was like a little movie. I was in it. I wanted to know what was, what, what was going to happen next, what you were going to say next. Let me break that down. Yeah. You want to break that down? Can we? Yeah, let's break it down because I was telling, like, I was Laura, behind this, the camera here, and yeah, yourself. I was, just, I was just saying, basically, we want to push people all the way to the end. Mm. So it was intentional from the start. And 
we the what I said about the problem, the problem is the elephant in the room is the news. There's this problems on the news. So let's put that at the front. That's relevant straight away. Drama. And that's what you have. You've got the TV with the news playing and uh, people, people don't need to get we're gonna push people to the video now. Like people need to listen to it. If you haven't listened, watched it, go with the cub now and watch because mm-hmm. basically we 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 created drama. Drama is danger. Mm-hmm. That's that's that signals that drama is flight, danger. That's flight and fight and flight. So that's danger. Crap. I want to avoid that. So people drawn to negativity for that reason. It's kind of the problem. Mm, it's the problem. Yeah, yeah. So start with that. And Mark's Mark's opening it up, and everyone knows Mark in the business world, and he's and he's prefacing it by saying, "Yeah, let's face it. We're we're, we're doing there's bad news everywhere. We're, I'm over it." We need to hear some good news. Mm-hmm. And there's some good people doing some good news. And then he introduces you. Mm. It's like, oh, I want to hear the good news. People need to hear good news. Yeah. Amongst all the all the negativity. And then you enter in really quite humble. Not like not like normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gavin, you had you had pants on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never have that. One. Oh, no. Actually, we don't have pants on right now. No. <laughs> no one would know. No one would know. Um, but so it was humble. It was coming from this is bad news. There's good news. I want to introduce this guy, Daniel. And Daniel's an inspiration to you need to listen to him. So basically from that, that's the power of an ambassador or having someone in your corner. Mm-hmm. Everyone should find one if you can find one. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's then it was like you're saying it as is, this is what it's like right now. Things are empty. Yeah. Before before this all happened, this was this is what Cub was like. Before and after, so it's setting up the scene of this. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. It could have been a lot different. This video, if I just said like, if we just went down the road of, we have so many mountains. Mm. Just talking about our wins, mm. because I think we all have experienced that insecure people talk themselves up. Yeah, to other people. Yeah, a lot of the time, without um, a doubt, hundred percent uninvited. Um, I have this much money in the bank. So, I just met you. Mm. Cool. On the flip side to that, though, you have the opposite. You've got Muhammad Ali, Floyd Mayweather, yeah, Donald yeah, Trump, yeah, yeah. and then and 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 the flip side to that is is that what you say is what is what is what's going to be out there. Mm-hmm. You know what you put out there. If you don't put it out there, it's not out there. It's that old golden mean thing. So there's that whole spectrum in philosophy of there's too extreme and too poor so there's extravagant and then there's poverty mm-hmm. and in the center is the mean and muhammad ali and and i dare say you are like more like muhammad ali i am the greatest i'm so beautiful we're gonna do this you have ultimate 100 percent belief you back yourself <laughs> yeah but i don't think you're arrogant like that mm. i think it, oh, it, thank you so, no no so with these guys you i agree with you 100 percent with this i'm gonna beat this guy i'm gonna beat the odds that self-confidence coming through. People would say that's cocky. But I think it's self-belief. It's, it's their self-belief. story. They're telling you their story. But there's that intuition again where it's like this guy is saying it's because he actually believes it. He's not trying to impress me by that. Mm. Yeah, this is just his story. He doesn't give yeah. a shit even what I think about him if I say. But there's some people out there who's like they need to be able to seek validation. And, and they how, may not believe it. Yeah. And they, they want you to believe it. Mm. To, to to feed that back to them. To feel, to feel a sense of belonging, to feel loved, to mm. feel admired. It all comes back down to your human nature of wanting to feel like you belong. You yeah. want love from people. You want people, 
You want people. Love was survival. If people like me, I'm going to survive because I'm part of a community. That's right. So if I'm like, I earned this much, Daniel, and you're like, well done, man. That sounds really good. Yeah. That I'll be, I'm going to be lifted up by your praises, but I'm going to die by your criticisms too. Mm. So I'm like a slave to that. And if you base yourself off, so yeah, I'm rich. Everyone be my friend. Some people will be like, shit, I'll be his friend. He'd buy me nice shit. Mm. But what happens when you're not rich anymore? If you base your character, your person, so if you base who you are as a human, your your personal story, if you base that on your um, on what you have, on what you have, on your material belongings, mm-hmm. you're screwed because then you're no longer yourself. You're your you're your cash, you're your money, or you're your belongings, right? You can never base yourself on that because mm-hmm. it will go someday. Right? Money comes and go. People make mistakes, especially business people, especially ones like me mm. who just make big decisions quick. Right? Yeah. Things come and go. You can't – your story can't be anything but you physically, yourself, your beliefs. It can't be anything external to yourself because what happens when, oh, I'm, I had money, now I don't. No one loves you anymore because the people who loved you were just there for the money. They weren't there for you. They weren't there for your actions. They weren't you, there you for were your beliefs dollar. as a person. Yeah, yeah you were a dollar. It's yeah. something uh, – It's something. they've got a relationship with what you've got. They haven't got a relationship with with your beliefs, with, with how you act. You came across in the video confident, although humble, and I love that. There's a, there's a humility about you in the video. Like we're, we're all doing this. We're doing great. We're, gonna, we're still believing for a great year. But just being real, like being a realist is what people need to hear. Not blowing things out of proportion, like, but holding that confidence about what you think you can do but also stating the reality. And that's what we did in the video and then you went into what you did. So we stated the problem, then we stated what you stated, what you did in response to that. You didn't react. You, you actually got real logical. You called up Mark, got your team together, had to make some tough decisions as a leader. And people need to hear that. That's why people go to the movies because they need to know what leadership looks like. Because mm. if I say leadership, people are going to have different pictures come in their head. Yep. Have like a like a someone right, ruling with iron fist or their father or so yep. movies and content embody an idea. So the Bible says something about Christ. Uh, the word needed to become flesh because I've got a Christian background. Like I, I grew up with the scriptures in my head about. And I grew, I draw mythology from that. The one of the greatest stories is like the idea that an idea, abstract love, is just an abstract idea without it being shown. So leadership is an abstract idea. It's just a, up here, but it needs to be embodied. That's why we go and see the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like that's what a leader is. Yeah, you identify. You can see it in action, and you can see it. Squeezed all into a nice, tidy hour and a half film. So it's really emphasized. Yeah, you can see what the problem was against it. And you're that, you, there was a big problem that we're all facing. It's a universal world problem right now. And here's a guy we showed, you responded logically, you found people around you. It wasn't, it's not with, it's not really um, beyond people's grasp to reach out, reach out to someone to get support. I, I think it's the first thing people do. I think, I, mm. I think the nail you hit on the head then was that everything's fake these days. Everyone's lying all over everything. And the second someone says something real and true and honest, people are like, oh, yeah, shit, I like that guy because he's obviously real. And what I think the, the positive of that, if you're honest, right, you're going to relate more. 
Because mm. more people are really, oh, okay, that's true. I and if you say something negative, it's kind of like when you're selling a product. If you give away something negative about the product as well, they're like, oh, he just said something negative about the product. He's obviously not trying to just sell me on everything. He's being truthful. Oh, I trust this guy. Okay, I'm going to buy off him. Mm. It's the same process um, telling us a story that's honest because then they're like, wow, well, they're obviously doing well. Look at them. So you've still got that social proof of uh, this is a strong, good company. Mm. But you're like, but he, they just ran me through a really honest um, – uh, just to told me a true story. It was yeah. an honest story. So I trust them now. And because yeah. I trust them, I want I, I will join them. You know, I, I, I have that respect for them. Yeah. And I think that's our intuition as humans is that we all know that we, we, we all get stressed. We have human emotions, so stress, anxiety, or, you know, paranoia, all these things. So when you actually look at actually the, the story of Superman, when they first made the story of Superman, they have changed his ability, his strengths levels and stuff over the years because people after a while started getting bored of Superman. Yeah. You, like the perfect guy. No one can hurt the guy. Mm. He just saves the day every episode. That's not relatable to anybody. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah, but the story of what's his name – What's the guy's actual name? Um, Clark Kent. Yeah, Clark Kent. His story is relatable. So when they bring his story into it, and was it? He's adopted. Yeah. And he, so he, he's actually a member told me on this podcast, a member, Lior, he, he told me, he taught me, sorry, that the first superheroes were actually uh, invented by, I think, two Jewish brothers um, who migrated to New York during the Great Depression. And at the time, the world needed heroes the world needed i can't remember who the first i think it was superman batman and one other i can't remember who he said mm. but um i thought that was so cool it's like the world the world story was currently shit life sucks let's so, construct something yeah and they so they constructed a greater good they constructed a greater image something to work towards something to strive towards a, a perfect being which was kind of needed a hero to save the day in a time of distress. That's that's what I'm all about. That's yeah. what businesses are all about. We talked about this on the phone, how deep this idea is. We can come up with a cup Jesus in a way. Yeah, you know? cup Jesus is happening. I'm, I'm doing it. Because the thing about constructing an idea for the greater good means that as long as that you've written it, that's why people have written it down in books like the Bible or tablets because they're not reliant if, if that person who came up with the idea dies and it's not written down and passed on, the, the construction dies. But if you construct an idea that's bigger than the person who even came up with it, Superman is over 100 years old. Mm. Yeah, and he will live forever through the books. Just like Jesus. Just like Jesus. For thousands of years, people still, millions of people still follow Jesus and, yeah. and Muhammad and all the other great religions. And, it's, and they last longer than bricks and mortar and kingdoms and kings. Do you it's know why? Big in that because they have strong principles. Mm -hmm. What we're saying, they all have brilliant principles. They're all fighting for the greater good. They're all fighting evil. Mm -hmm. Jesus was was spreading love, and the Ten Commandments are: uh, don't cheat on your wife, don't steal from your neighbor, don't kill anybody. They're all basic. Um, be they're, good to your neighbor. They're all principles that, if you apply against the like universal truths, that the world would. Be a better place. They're the ethical fundamentals of life. Yeah, that's and right. And Superman's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man, same thing. They're all the all heroes, all people that they're examples of what you should be. Yeah. And you, 
And I mean, I don't know how we can relate that back to business, but for those, but we've got we've got ethics in our business, like like so so in the army, there's a code of conduct. There is a construction that they you, you can't just join the army and just learn how to fight. Mm. In chivalry, that you couldn't just become a knight with a you'd be the most dangerous person there if you don't have a code of ethics. Yeah. And for cub, it's like the cub Jesus or the cub way. Explain cub Jesus to people that that are like these guys. Are yeah, like, what the hell is cub Jesus? Yeah. It's like, well, it's this is the ideal business person in our yeah, group. The ideal member. Ideal member. You know, like this person. Well, what would Cub Jesus do? Yeah, he would be there. He would share his or her. She would share her knowledge with all the members undoubtedly for whenever they are. She would do business only with other members of the club. She would always be on time, polite, and respectful during our networking and during our events. She would be honest, and she she would also be committed to herself that she's going to accomplish her greater ambitions and she's going to be committed to supporting the ambitions of the other members of the club. Mm. Right? And you've got to construct that image because, because people need, okay, that's, that's what Cub Jesus looks like. That's what normal Jesus looks like. That's what I'm supposed to be like. Mm. I'm supposed to follow the path of, of Jesus. Yeah. Right? And, and, and Cub's obviously very relevant because we're a community and we – but made up of many things. The, th- the thing, the reason why constructing a person or an embodiment of principles is that we're all very different people with our own different agendas sometimes and our own different personalities. Yet, if we all commit and submit ourselves as disciples or as members to under a code, under a movement, under a belief system that says no matter if Daniel's around or not, like he'll pass this on one day to somebody else. And it, it will still survive because we have the spirit. That's the spirit of somebody. You know, when someone dies and leaves us, the spirit still remains because of that embodiment again, those his beliefs, his principles. So to think, what would my father do if he's not here? It's the same thing as saying, what would Cub Jesus do or what would the ideal business person do? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good analogy. What would my father do? What would my father I always do? I think that. I even think in yeah, other situations, what would my mum do? You know, you, you look to the person of who in that situation is your idol or was your mentor. Could be for business, could be for life, could be for relationship, and whatever it is. And if you act it out, if you actually try to be like your dad in a situation, it, that might be the thing that helps you get the deal. Yeah, Because you, you, you're like, man, my dad wouldn't get emotional about this. Mm. He would he would do his research and he'd make the decision. And when people congregate under a common belief, so we're both cub, mm. right? Well, and and we know that what Cub Jesus looks like. Then we know. Okay, I know Matt's a good guy. I'm going to do business with Matt because he he we share that religion. We can identify Not that Cub's a religion, but yes. if we were if we, we're both Christian, it, oh, we share that religion. We, mm. And and you have this sense of unity amongst huge groups of people. Unites us together. Yeah, it unites us. You're uniting under a greater good. Mm-hmm. And and it, there you go. That's how you can translate into business. Your business needs a goal. It needs a greater good. And you need to have a team that has values that work together, that push forwards in line to achieve that greater good. Mm-hmm. And their actions must be resembled under that. Does your company have values or team principles? Yeah, we, we're a very young company. So we've actually started every month we have a, a fun thing called work it sessions, like mm-hmm. work, W-E-R-K, yeah, work it. Work. And um, we have every person in our team has to share and teach us and upskill us in their profession or in their, in their life experience. 
So everyone is trying to, all the introverts are, are all the introverts are scared crapless because they're like, oh, I have to talk, talk, talk. Yeah. And we film it. Were they Chinese introverts? Or? <laughs> yeah. Actually, one is. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, Eva. Um, legit. But um, it, it brings us all together to submit ourselves to the idea that um, no one is lesser than one another, that in this company, we're a body. We're one. We're one. Yeah. And if one part, if my toe hurts, my whole body hurts. So if you hurt, I hurt. Yeah. And if you flourish, I flourish. So no one here is any lesser than one. We have different functions like the body. Some are seen, some are internal. Yeah, I love that. At Cub, we've got, so we, we always talk about that. We've got two of our, we have three principles. But two of them, one support, which is the family principle. If a t- member of the team needs help with something, you have to do it. The only time that you don't do it, and we've got a time when you don't do it, is when it's going to stop you from doing our other principle, which is ownership. You need ownership over your responsibilities, the company, and your role. So you must, above all, complete your role to the best as possible. So if the only time the support principle can't be actioned is if it's going to affect our second principle, which is ownership. So if by helping you, I'm screwing up what I'm supposed to be doing, I can't help you. Mm-hmm. I haven't got the time to. And the reason that's so important is because suddenly the whole company would fall apart because no one would be doing their roles because everyone would be chasing a, a, a dead end. The, the, if there's one toe sore, it can't affect the other foot. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that toe's you've got to put a fucking, not cask, what they call them, when you wrap your, when you break Bandage something. Bandage or something? Or? No, yeah, the things, whatever. The, the things people walk around in school and they had broken arms, you, everyone used to sign the medical. Oh, oh, yeah, cast. cast yeah. Yeah. Um, you put that on there and let him heal and fix out, figure out what's going on. Don't break the rest of the body. Mm. Cannot break. If something's work, don't fix what's not broken. The fundamental rule of just life in general. Mm. That's so true. Um, do you want to leave the listeners with one last thought? Yeah, okay, well. We might just have one last little chat even about um, that creating content for your business is about telling the stories which have a problem to solve, it has heroes in it, and it has actual practical application. So you don't, in a story with the, the best movies you see, they don't just all of a sudden make cuts from the problem to winning. You've got to show people, that's it, you've got to show them. Don't tell people, show them. And how do we show them? Some ideas for people are testimonials are showing people that your results work. I mean, your stuff works. Mm -hmm. Because it's not you saying it from your lips. It's someone from their own life that you solved their problem for. And they're evangelizing for you. They're saying, go to Cub. (laughs) That was the best event ever. And I got so many great friends and networks from that. Yeah, I gain knowledge, I gain business, I gain relationships, friendships. And you've got to share like what – what Daniel's done in his video that we've done is you got to be willing to be re- real in the sense of honest and to the current reality of business right now. And I like that. It's like, and I, I like the process of where you started, humble beginnings. Use flashback Fridays, use throwback Thursdays. They're like little acronyms of on social, the etiquette to give yourself permission to post some photos of your history. Mm-hmm. When you were a small company or when you were one man band. Or yeah. When, this is where it all started. This yeah. is where it all makes sense now to people that follow you that uh, it's actually no surprise that Daniel's where he is. Mm. That's great. The trajectory was, I could see where the trajectory was taking him. And I can relate to it. I can relate that. Wow. So people don't assume that people 
people only know what you tell them, okay? And don't assume that people know what you're like. People, I assume that people don't care what I have to say unless I make. make I want to make it. I want to create stuff that's valuable to people that they otherwise wouldn't know. And I don't think I'm that important to think that they should be seeking out for me. I want to be relentless and chase people and say, this is really going to help you because I wish I had that as when I was in business. I wish I had this, this story or this problem that was it. So figure about, sit down as a business owner and think about some of the problems that you've gone through as a business owner, if it's loans or staff and hard lessons and also wins. Like oh, I've recruited great people. I've had the best month ever and try and make a piece of content around that. It could be an article. Here's the three points to take away from that. This is why we had the best month ever in sales in my industry. This is what I want you to know. This is what I want you to know. It's generous. That's generosity on the internet. Yes. Giving that away. Yes, being generous in your story mm. is key. Mate, thank you so much. You're such a bloody legend. Yeah, you are, man. And, um, and to all the brilliant listeners out there, if you want Matt to build you, make you the most brilliant content, you've just reached out to us and I'll connect you myself yep. directly because I cannot speak up this video. It's gone viral. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it now. <laughs> um, but thank you so much, Legend, and thank you to all the listeners. Thanks, guys.